Hi, this is Joe Doyle and welcome to She's a Fighter, the podcast where we speak to female combat sports athletes about their lives in the cage, in the ring or on the mats. I am joined by my co-host James and we are very lucky to be joined here by Lanch Anna Green. So if you don't already know, Lanch is a pro MMA fighter, BJJ purple belt, made for the cage strawweight champ, the ultimate fighter 23 contestant and coach at the lab Darlington. So that was a bit of a, a long one, a long intro there. So I got through it. So welcome, Lange. Hi, thank you. And how are you? How are you in sunny Darlington? It is very sunny here. Loving it. It's awesome, yeah. So how have you been getting on in lockdown then? Because it's um, obviously as a coach, it's, it's tough with gyms closed. Yeah. Um, well, it's been all right. It started off... Um, all right, and I was kind of uh, secretly enjoying the change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> Just from, um, obviously, you'll know yourselves, and obviously you have a full-time job, so going from, from one place to the other, and this PT going there for training, being here for training, just... Just non-stop and um, obviously not getting home till late, and back up early the next morning. It's um, like at first I just thought, God, you know what? I'm enjoying just a, just yeah. a like, long time, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been strange, hasn't it? Um, yeah, it's very strange. It's, uh, the thing yeah. is, it's, it's that forced downtime. So I, I found that I didn't yeah. feel as less, I felt less guilty. You know, when you know when you can't be bothered, but you force yourself to yeah. go to training... <laughs> Whereas yeah. this, it's like there's nothing you can do. You can't do group classes. Yeah. So I think it's probably yeah. been good for quite a lot of fighters, you know, getting a bit of recovery time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and, like, thankfully, obviously, um, me and Will have our own gym. So, like, we've been able to, to yeah. still train. Um, but Will's been wanting me to hold pads for him, and I absolutely hate doing that. <laughs> oh. Oh, it drives. I've actually got used to it now. I'm like finally, but we that that's a domestic waiting to happen. That is holding pads for each other. It's just, uh, it's just a hard situation. But at least you're getting your own training, and that's really good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously it's nice having a obviously dating your coach. Has it's <laughs> <laughs> bonus. So, yeah, no, it's been alright. Um, obviously I've missed training with people though a yeah. lot. Um, I've missed having the classes and um, I, I just started back with the outdoor one-to-ones um, yeah. this week and oh it's just been great just to just to have somewhere to go you yeah. know like have to be some like obviously this is what I complained about having to be somewhere all the time yeah. and then now it, it's it's kind of nice having to um, uh, have an appointment with someone and, and, and interact with other people yeah. so yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've enjoyed um being back at the gym this week no it's definitely a strange thing um i was uh really interested sort of you know before we did the interview today uh just yeah. looking into like your background and stuff lunch i was interested to find out that you kind of didn't start martial arts till you were around 15 but you'd started off with yeah. gymnastics as a child yeah so what was yeah. it that got you into martial arts um so well i started gymnastics as a, as a kid and um i did that for about seven years yeah and I think that kind of built my foundation for being active, being um, you know having a, a a level of strength, yeah. um, a discipline, and um, and then all through school did every sport there was, and it, I was coming to the time where I was going to be leaving school, and I was like, I, I 
stopped gymnastics at this point and I was like what am I going to do for for sport and to keep fit and things so um my best friend her stepdad uh Paul Hamilton was uh, a Thai boxing coach and she's like oh we should go training um and I actually went when I was really young so maybe six or seven and, <laughs> and I, I just didn't like it I had a really bad experience I was so shy and all the parents would um sit and watch and um all we had to do was get up and hit the pads um and run to the next station and hit the pads and I just couldn't do it I got so nervous and worked up at having to get up in front of people and do something I didn't do it I cried and then I went home um, <laughs> so, um, I never kind of went back to it until uh, I was 15, 14, 15. Um, and it was just a bit of fitness. Um, you know, I enjoyed doing it. I didn't really take it that seriously. But um, but then I got into like a fight with some girls um, and uh, just realised I actually didn't know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I went to my coach and I was like, man, I was like, that can't happen again. It's awful. <laughs> Um, like nothing, it wasn't anything major. I ended up like bust lip, black eye, like big clumps of hair ripped out and stuff, <laughs> but um, nothing like major, you know. But it just really knocked my confidence yeah. really bad. And um, you know, so I kind of just threw myself into Thai boxing. I was there six days a week, um, and really, really found a love for it and actually got good at it. And that's when, um, uh, my coach asked me to fight, uh, asked if I wanted to fight. Um, and that was it. It went on from there. It's a massive yeah. jump up, really, isn't it, for someone who was, like you say, a little bit apprehensive as a younger child and then to go on and compete. Uh, How did you feel competing uh, and getting into competitions? How do I feel now? No, sorry, at the time when you were, you know, when you first started competing. At the time, yeah, so at the time, um, I kind of had uh, a, a good... Um, a good coach, a good like uh, gym, and um, you know the energy was really cool, and I was really excited for my first amateur bout. Um, but I just, I, I just don't think I knew what to expect because mm. I got in there, and I was always quite technical. Um, I wasn't, uh, you know. And then obviously, you know what a first fight is like—just <laughs> a scrap like, in it, windmills. And just, <laughs> it was just a million miles an hour. And it was awful. Again, I just wanted to cry the entire time I was in the ring. And um, I got out and I was like, Paul, I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. That was awful. And uh, he was like, don't worry about it. And uh, I went to the gym the next day. He was like, right, I've got your fight for next week. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, so have a day off today. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Uh, we'll get back training. And I was absolutely shitting my pants. And I was like, fuck, don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. But then um, he kind of obviously pushed me through it and um, ended up going to, I think it was Bolton for for the fight. And um, it was away from, like, anyone that I knew. Yeah, and less pressure. Being the girl I was fighting had more experience than me, so she was quite technical and um, I had a really good fight. Um, I didn't win, but it was such a good experience. And I came mm. away from it. Thinking, like feeling so proud of myself and yeah. so thankful that Paul uh, made me do it, and um, and then that's what kind of kickstarted me to compete again and again. Yeah, it's really cool, like hearing both, like from school having a fight, and then also like your first experience of actually fighting um, in yeah. the ring. That both times weren't the best 
like situation where yeah. you are, the result yeah. or whatever. But it, it, like a lot of women would go, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, like so to hear that you've got that opposite effect of like, no, I don't want that to happen again. I want to get better, and it's really good because you yeah. do see a lot of women who will maybe go to a certain level, like interclub level, and then they won't progress to shows because of like nerves or bad experience in there, and it is pushing through. Yeah, it holds up, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's nice to hear that, that that you really like it made you go the opposite way. Um, yeah. So what was how was the tr- transition to MMA then? So obviously you started with Thai. Yeah. So I was Thai boxing for um, a good few years, and I met Will at the Thai boxing gym. So he was Thai boxing at the time as well, and um, we started dating about. <sighs> 12 years ago now um and he was an mma fighter so i kind of i went to watch him fight and um you know it's like he showed me a few bits but i was never i was never really uh fussed on it and paul didn't want me doing anything like jujitsu in any way if you get injured for one of your fights so um, it was kind of uh i just played around a bit but then um uh, I started doing jujitsu because Will then um, opened a gym and started teaching. I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll go and I'll start learning jujitsu. It's cool to um, obviously learn a new skill. Yeah. Um, although at the time, again, I was like, this is awful. I've gone from being like, being able to keep my distance from people to like getting smothered. Yeah. And, and it was so strange. Um but uh, again, I persevered with that, and um, and then it wasn't until uh, Michelle Nicolini was doing seminars uh, in the northeast, mm-hmm. and Dale Percival, the made for the cage uh, promoter, put up a post, and he was looking for an opponent for Michelle Nicolini, um, fifty-two kilos, uh, professional MMA fight, and I was like, oh my god, I want that fight. <laughs> didn't even know who she was. <laughs> um, I because uh, I didn't really follow jujitsu, um, and I got tagged in it by a few people anyway. Because I was kind of the only female fighting uh, in the northeast yeah. at strawweight um, at, at professional level. So um, lots of people tagged me, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like uh, I rang Will, and he's like, "Yeah, I've seen the post." <laughs> and uh and he didn't want to influence my answer he's like so what you know what what do you think i was like what the fight <laughs> he's like he's like i'm sorry what's about? i was like i knew you'd say that <laughs> so um so yeah i had like 10 weeks to prepare for an mma fight which was um not what i had planned but uh it was a cool transition um again it was it was amazing. Like I thoroughly enjoyed training for that camp. Um, like the uh, the learning the new skills, getting yeah. ready for something different. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, but obviously, it didn't quite go to plan on the night. But again, good experience. And, yeah, exactly. And it's 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 a massive experience, and to fight someone who's so well recognised in jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a massive thing to do on your pro debut. <laughs> yeah. Don't do things by halves then. (laughs) (laughs) No, apparently not. So from there, I know you uh, travelled to the States a little bit and you trained in America, Lange. How did the travelling to the States come about? Yeah. um, 
So the first time I went, um, I so I fought Nicolini, and then you know it's like, have you even lost a fight, Joanne? On like your yeah. MMA? Yeah, yeah. So you'll get this right. You lose it, and you're like, I want to get back straight in. Oh, I wanna, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to like get back in and do it right. For me, more um, so than winning. Like winning, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, no. It's the react the reaction to a loss is more. You want to jump back in? Emotional, and it's like um, you just want to fix what went wrong, don't yeah. you? Um, but what I did instead was uh, I didn't jump straight back in. I um, I went and did grappling tournaments instead. So um, just obviously I'd, I'd only just kind of started jujitsu, so that was where I needed to um, improve. So uh, yeah, I, I started training and um, and <laughs> run around. Oh. <laughs> there's Minnie sorry about that yeah. <laughs> see everyone can't see Minnie but Lange can see that Minnie's just walking around on the sofa behind us you know on the house <laughs> sorry sorry it's alright um, yeah so at the time Ronda Rousey was on the scene and she was like my idol I was like oh my god <laughs> so um, I wanted to go over to LA and train and I wanted to go and just do a little trip by myself so um, I ended up going to Los Angeles for two weeks and stayed in uh, this little hostel and every day I went to uh, Glendale Fight Academy where Ron was at the time and wildcard boxing gyms I alternated like morning and night and it was just brilliant I was just on my own getting on the bus trying to these different gyms and um just training, eating, sleeping, training, eating, sleeping, and um, getting a bit of beach time in there as well. So nice. um, that was that was really cool. And then it was a little while later I went over to America. It must have been after it was after Tough. Yeah. So um, that was that was the second time I went over to um, King's MMA first. Uh, so. That's in Huntington Beach in yeah. Los Angeles, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was there for three months, and uh, that was that was intense. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. yeah the gym's yeah. got such a reputation as like the hard sparring in an intense gym, and there's not many female athletes coming out of there at that point. No, no. So there's like <laughs> me um, and two of the females there, like men like there all the time yeah. um, I was there and um, and then the rest were just guys uh, and yeah it was uh, it it was intense <laughs> <laughs> the barring was uh, it's just be on kill or be killed but, um, and I don't I, I don't mind that um, once a week at the most yeah or every now and again yeah um, but I'm not a believer in like constantly getting hit in the head over and over so um yeah just uh i got i got injured quite a lot and uh it was just uh it was was just a sounds soft as shit but it was like a pace i just didn't want to do and it's uh, not productive for you is it if you've gone over there to get as much out of the sessions and then you're getting injured it's it's not productive for your time yeah, don't get me wrong. Like the the wrestling was with Mark Munoz, and that was that was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that was my favorite session of the week. Um, and obviously you got Rafael Cadero, and like uh, we're doing the kickboxing, and 
um, everything, but it was just the sparring that was writing us off. I thought, I've already been getting punched in the head for 10 years. Like, I don't... Yeah. Don't need it. I don't, I don't need it, no. Um, I would rather just save it for the fight. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, um, so your experience on The Ultimate Fighter, how did that come about? And um, did, you, I, did you enjoy it? That's what I want to ask, because I think I'd struggle like mad in there. Right. Do you know... I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, after about four weeks, it was getting quite repetitive and, uh, you know, kind of like Groundhog Day. Yeah. While yeah. just doing, you literally wake up, have breakfast, you go and train, you've got a two-hour slot, you come home, you have lunch, you have a couple of hours before you go and train again for two hours, and then our time slot, we were done by 6 p.m., so you have the entire evening of just having to, uh, well, find stuff to do with your time, you know. there's Obviously, when you're in there, there's no books, there's no music, there's no TV, there's no contact with the outside world. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah it was, uh, thankfully, though, like, out, we all got along. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a nice environment. Because yeah. um, did you watch the tough... The, the all-female season. Yeah. yeah. So I was crapping my pants thinking, yeah. hope it's not like that. It was just arguments all, all the time. time. Yeah. I was going to uh, say, was it? do you think it was better that that it was a mixed one? That, that you... I thought, yeah. balance the horns out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, unless that was just a, uh, one of those seasons that just... Anonymously, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, no, it was a pretty bad one for just arguments, bitching. Yeah, and and I, I couldn't have focused in that sort of environment, so. <laughs> nah, nah, I couldn't have done that. So, how did it feel? Yeah. Sorry. How no, did, I was just gonna say. How did it feel <laughs> fighting in the uh, venue? You know, with like what we're going through at the moment as the uh, empty arenas and whatnot. How did that oh, yeah. feel? Was it was it easy to adapt to, or how did you feel on that? Yeah, I was. Um, I was. I actually didn't mind that um, because you just have uh, obviously the two teams. Yeah. Um, obviously, the teams are like going mental, like mm-hmm. tuned for their their teammate. Um, so it was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find that um, a big deal. But I wonder if that's because uh, I used to worry about fighting in front of big crowds. Yeah. So to yeah. talk to a, a smaller crowd um, was was fine for me, yeah. Used it to your advantage then in that case? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so all in all, you enjoyed that experience and, and everything that came I with it? Did, I did enjoy it, yeah. Um, like, if you kind of... Um, Obviously, not being able to speak to anybody back home is is hard. But um, again, you just get to live like with no responsibility yeah. other than just train and fight and mm. eat, sleep, repeat. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, you know. <laughs> Did you find it easy to with the corner teams? Because you seem to have a really good relationship with the coaches, but obviously you you've always been used to whale being in your corner, especially for MMA. Yes. So was that a was that a hard transition like? Um, having different corner teams. Um, um, no, not too bad actually, because uh, a, I'm so glad I ended up on Claudia's team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the the team she brought was such a Brazilian family vibe to them. Um, and the guy that I actually got on really well with, Rafael, he held pads like Will. Uh-huh. So it was really strange to, um, like, there wasn't a lot of uh, cues. It was kind of, you know, um, just hit what's there, move yeah. around. Yeah. If I miss, I miss. It's fine. Hit something again. You know, it's... Um, so as soon as I went on the pads with him, it just clicked. Yeah. Oh, and I, again, and I felt so grateful that I had that because I know what it's like to, you know, and it's clunky and mm. like kind of get the timings off and things. Awkward. So, yeah, I was really, I was really pleased um, with that. And like I said, her, her coaches were, um, were just great. They, were, they, they did everything they could to help us. Um, so, yeah. And was the tension real, real between them? Because obviously I've seen clips like, and I've seen that one that you shared recently actually, that where she's just talking rubbish to the guy that didn't even speak English. And I'm just like, was that really intense, like being around that all the time? Because that would drive me insane. Yeah, it kind of, um, it was definitely real in the sense they didn't like each other. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of got a bit repetitive yeah. again at times. I, um, obviously, they only show you so much, but that kept happening all the time. <laughs> you know, just like the back and forth, terrible smack talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The broken English kind of terrible yeah. smack talk. Yeah. But, I, but obviously, it makes good telly. And, um, yeah. you know, it was it was entertaining. Um, and they definitely didn't like each other because... Uh, on the very last day, um, it all kicked off, and I missed it. <laughs> uh, the last um, two people fight, and then we were told to go get all our stuff out of the lockers and um, get ready to go. And all next thing, all these people just went running past me, like the guys with like the radios on <laughs> and the, um, like the people that work there, and, and um, they're running. And um, turns out. They'd got into a little bit of a scrap, and I thought, if Claudia tried to kick Joanna in the head, one of them had tried to kick Joanna <laughs> wow. in the head. Um, yeah, and had to get broken apart, and um, yeah, so I missed that though. So because we actually went to the, we were at the final, weren't we? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we were, yeah, yeah, we were in Vegas, yeah. so we got tickets. So there was, um, we were there, and Mark and Marie, and we all watched. And we had really good seats because, oh, like, awesome. the tough ones are a bit smaller, aren't they? We've got some good seats. So I just remember being sat at home watching it, and uh, like, you know, we kind of well, we like hoping one of the like the Brits, like, because then we could be there and um, uh, we're matched on the show. And we? like cheering, you know, cheering for yourself and stuff. And it's just yeah. weird how you two ended up training together and stuff. It were always yeah. really funny because. Yeah. One year, like, you know, we're cheering for you and the next thing you kind of, you know... I think the the day before we flew to Vegas, because we'd booked it for, like, I think our anniversary, mm. the day before I'd fought my, like, second fight. So I was really early yeah. on in, in training, but we'd watched the yeah. tough together, didn't really know of any of the three Brits, and then, uh, yeah. yeah, got really into it and we got to watch the finale, so it was really cool, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, oh. So... Obviously, you've had lots of success on Made for the Cage, becoming their strawweight champion. Um, yeah. And also, you've had the experience of flying to Japan in a short notice fight. In, uh, yeah. Uh, that was last year or the year before? Last... It was uh, two years ago. Two years now. ago. So, That's I just fine. want to talk a little bit about that, how that came about, and um, 
you know, yeah. having a home show that's really supported you, haven't they, from quite an early stage, that's that must be a good benefit for you. Yeah, I absolutely love fighting at home. Yeah. I, like, I, I, like going from um, like not wanting to fight and uh, hit some pads in front of like some parents <laughs> and in front of people to like, I actually love walking out to um, all my friends and family cheering and stuff. I really feed off it. So um, yeah, it's cool and and I like that it's it's just thirty minutes up the road. You know, I can have my dinner at home, um, <laughs> out and then. Uh, just head off, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely a bonus. Such a good show as well, and Dale, you know, he does such a great job yes. with it. And I mean, like, it's at the Rainton yeah. Meadows, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, so that's but, such a cool place to fight as well. It is. It's um like fair play to Dale. He, he knows how to put on a good show. It's well run. Um, you know, all these fighters are looked after. Um, yeah, I've not got one complaint about it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a really good show. Excellent, excellent. And then the co- complete opposite end of the spectrum, flying to Japan <laughs> and fighting the local girl, like the favourite of the crowd. And uh, that must have been amazing. Yeah. Like Japan's somewhere I'd love to visit, but fighting there is just unbelievable. It's, it was such a surreal experience, yeah. I was um, I was actually getting ready to fight uh, Melanie... I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you know who I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah. Yeah, she she didn't make the tough house, did she? she fought, but she didn't get in. To get in, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was due to fight her in London. Yeah. Um, but she ended up pulling out, and um, so I was just kind of training along anyway. Um, and then this opportunity in Japan uh, came up, and I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so literally, we got packed. Uh, and flew off to Japan, um, and they put it at catch weight, so it was at fifty four kilos. So um, I didn't have any weight to cut. No. Uh, I, obviously, I'm not. I don't cut a lot of weight for straw weight anyway. So um, yeah, it was. Uh, I got to enjoy a bit of um, sightseeing, and oh, nice. well, sightseeing. Uh, we didn't actually do that much, but um, <laughs> we we did like as much as we could, and um, yeah, and then actually fighting in japan was just crazy again like uh very very well run very well looked after um but then yeah i walked out and it was like it's like fifteen thousand people like and the music is like banging it's (laughs) so loud there's like strobe lights going on it's like an absolute party when you're walking out um, but then you start fighting, it goes quiet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's common, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, for me, like, um, Rising was, uh, you know, followed on from where Pride left off. And obviously, you know, it, it has such a feel of Pride. And like you say, as soon as the fights would start, the crowd just yeah. dead silence. And there's yeah. that polite round of applause when something <laughs> happens. Yeah, it was so strange because I was stuck in an arm triangle for what felt like ages. Mm-hmm. And it was deathly silent and I could hear you know when you start like yeah. choking and like <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I was like it sounds even louder <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone someone scream or something yeah someone make some noise <laughs> oh man yeah that was that was a really cool experience yeah you've had, you've had you've had some really like in like your fights you've flown all over and obviously they don't count the tough fights but You've had yeah. so much experience um, all over the world, really. So 
it, yeah. it's, it's, it's really good to see it's um you know obviously you know I look up to you as a fighter and as a pro fighter so it's really cool that you've you've had them opportunities and it kind of should push other people to to look for the same because yeah. I think sometimes yeah. you can have that tunnel vision of a I want to get to a certain um organization and things like that but there's so many opportunities yeah. out there yeah yeah and I think um obviously I'm all for uh aiming for these different things but just don't forget the process you know yeah. uh, because it'll go like that yeah. and then it's uh you know i always say like obviously enjoy the moment enjoy the process because that's life yeah that's you need to live you know um and then the more you just keep chipping away each day each day um you know these opportunities come and uh I think so anyway. Yeah, yeah no, definitely, definitely. We, yeah. we, we, that's how ca- kind of we've looked at it as an amateur like career, even not closing down the brackets. Oh, well, I'm am- amateur, not getting paid, so I have to fight in England and things like that. That's why we've kind of taken fights all over because I just think it's the experience as well and it's what you yeah. make of it. Yeah. Sure, definitely. So you were due to fight in April um, on Cage Warriors. Yes. Um. So, yeah, so... <laughs> It was against I know, with all this madness. Um. So was it middle? It was middle of April, wasn't it? You were due to. Yes, eighteenth, uh, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. So yeah. is is there any? What's the plan for that? Is that have they just said they're gonna hopefully reschedule or? Oh no! I um, I saw that they'd um. <clears throat> rescheduled the London card. Yeah. Uh, right. Um. But they hadn't rescheduled the Birmingham one, so I was wondering if they just like wrote that one off. Yeah. Um, but even still, I think they rescheduled the Birmingham one for uh, sorry, the London one for June, maybe. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think they wanted to do a later one uh, later in the year in Manchester. I think that was towards the end of the year. Um, but no. Um, I, I actually don't know uh, the answer to that. Is it a fight that you still want to go ahead or? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was really excited to, because that was going to be my debut on Cage Warriors, yeah. um, and obviously Corey McKenna's a, a very good fighter, high profile fighter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one I was really looking forward to. Um, but we shall see. There seems to be a lot of buzz around it as well, so I'm sure that from a standpoint of the organisation and both the fighters are going to want to make that happen. So, like you say, fingers crossed we'll get to see that match-up. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes sense. So, what's next in at the moment? Just cracking on with classes and staying sharp and staying ready for when lockdown ends? Yes, that's the plan. So, um, just training and, and trying to figure out when we can open the bloody gym. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? The... It's obviously guidelines aren't that clear, and I they've said I can do the PTs on a one to one as yeah. long as they're outdoors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously we want to get the the gym back up and running, yeah. but we think we're going to have to start with uh, like boxing, tire boxing first. Yeah. Are we allowed to do pad work? Are we not? You know, it's it's um, a bit of a strange. Uh, time um, but uh, yeah so we're just kind of 
captain when he just can wait and see them. and just try and pick yeah. on in between yeah it is a case like you say at the moment the guidelines are not so clear like i have people contacting me and saying can we train and i'm like yeah we're only we're restricted and limited with what we can do <laughs> yeah yeah so I think I think that's a frustrating thing. Um, so one thing we like to do is we like to put people on the spot when we have them on the podcast lounge. Yeah. And we like to do what we call a quick fire round, or as Joe refers to it, the not so quick fire round, because she never gives me a one word answer. So we've got a couple of questions, and let's see what you think. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay then. What's your favourite cheat meal? Cheat meal, pizza. Pizza. Oh, nice. Very quick. Two things when you're in camp you need to have in your fridge. Oh, I always need some kind of like uh, milk because yep. then I can just make a protein shake whether I've got no food in or whatever. Yep. Um, and always having my fridge some cheese. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. cheese is good. Yeah. Cheese is good. Yeah. I wish I could have cheese when I were in my camp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you have to cut too much weight. <laughs> favourite country or favourite place you visited? Oh, there's two. There's Thailand and America. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, in the scenarios you've been in training or fighting, have you ever been starstruck? Starstruck? Yeah. Rhonda. Rhonda. (laughs) Of course. Um, And uh, when I was in um, uh, Albuquerque, like, there was just like Cerrone, Holly Holmes, uh, Carlos Connie, all like there at at the same time, karate hottie, and I was just like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, that was that was surreal. Yeah, it seemed to be like when you were there, because obviously keeping up with your social media, it seemed to be uh, very inclusive. Uh, the gym seemed to include you, you know, and the travelling fighters yeah. in all they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it there. Yeah. It looks an amazing place to train. Okay, yeah. so we, we won't put you on the spot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any um, sponsors or anything that you want to shout out while you're on? Oh, yeah, I have a few sponsors. Um if I remember <laughs> <laughs> probably should have uh, told you that before <laughs> yeah. uh, Mind Sport so he's he's been one of my sponsors for a long time now um, and Fit to Connect she's my sports masseuse she is the best um, Stefan Abel he's my chiropractor uh, Functional Self so they provide me with all my supplements um Uh, <laughs> and everyone else of course <laughs> I think that's, that's that's it for sponsors I think excellent uh, so where can we find you on social media for people who are listening who want to follow you and follow your training and you, you know your journey yes uh, you can find me I'm mainly on Instagram and Facebook and it's just Lanch and I Green uh, my full name um, I do have a, a website I've got a few blogs on there that is www.lanchandigreen.co.uk um and I have a YouTube channel as well, which I'm working on at the minute. Excellent. Um, again, just Google my name. <laughs> I kind of tend to pop up. It's not many lunch and <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much for being on our podcast. It's great thank to chat to you anyway. <laughs> yeah, you too. And, I can't um, wait to chat to you again. Yeah, hopefully. this um is We've seen the worst of it now, so hopefully we can get back training yeah. soon. Yeah, miss you guys. I know, it's... Uh, 
it's just hard. It's just uh, it's just a hard situation. I think not only like missing your teens, but like yourself, you know, tr- you know, traveling, training with Jackie, yeah. and yeah. and it's just it's just a really weird situation. We normally one of us are in a camp <laughs> at some yeah. point. There's always one of them at least. So yeah, yeah it's um, good to catch up with you. Yes, you too. All right, well, thank you for being on. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Lance. Take care.